Hello, this is Nick Brown, Global Commissioning Editor for ADC. Unusually, I'm not going to be interviewing an author today, but instead telling you about a new global supplement that Archives has just released. It's now available online and the subscribers will be out in hard copy with the monthly supplements. The supplement is dedicated to the Millennium Development Goals, and it's a piece of work that I've been putting together over the last 18 months or so in conjunction with several colleagues. The premise was a relatively simple one in that 2015 marks the end of the first area of the Millennium Development Goals. This was an initiative which was set up in September 2000 at a UN meeting in New York. 189 countries attended and all were ultimately signatories to the alliance. The MDGs covered a number of areas, medical and non-medical, but a great number were of great significance to children and global child health. The most important ones, which are all covered in this supplement, were perhaps MDG 4, which aimed at the very specific child mortality targets. Number 2, which looked at education, particularly primary school coverage, but also others which are high profile in the paediatric world, such as MDG 6, relevant to HIV and malaria, MDG 5, looking at maternal mortality, MDG 1, the eradication of poverty. But all of the MDGs had some relevance, directly or indirectly, to child health. Since the MDGs were initiated, there have been huge improvements in a number of parameters. This, of course, hasn't been uniform, but in the vast majority of areas and in most regions, there have been improvements commensurate with the targets that have been set. To give you an example, child mortality has effectively halved from the 1990 levels of approximately 90 per thousand worldwide to the 2013 levels of 46 per thousand. That equates to approximately 17,000 less deaths every day. Surprisingly, that is still short of the MDG targets, which aimed for a two-thirds reduction rather than half from 1990 levels to 2015, but nonetheless impressive. Most regions have seen progress, but particularly southern and eastern Africa. Just to give a bit of context here and why the MDGs were originally set up, well, in the late 1990s, the structure for global developments particularly in health, was rather haphazard. Overseas budgets in most Western governments had fallen, and in the U.S. they were the lowest they had ever been. And the World Bank and IMF dominated decision-making. Their priorities were to cut social expenditure, and as a result of that, child mortality remained quite static. So the MDGs essentially took these changes and looked at ways in which private and state cooperation could be nurtured. In the 15 years subsequently, there have been huge improvements. So in in terms of what mechanisms have changed, well, the pluses are boosting of aid and redirection, the improvements in education, free care for preschool children, and perhaps most importantly, the catalyzation of multinational institutions the forming of bodies such as GAVI, the Global Alliance for Vaccine Initiative, and Global Funds for HIV, TB, and Malaria. 
Have there been any downsides? Yes, of course, it hasn't all been straightforward. There have been continuing inequities, particularly urban and rural, and the wealth gap in certain countries haven't perhaps changed as much as one would have hoped. Other criticisms of the MDGs were that they took a rather finite and arbitrary number of targets and didn't focus at all on potentially equally important areas such as mental health, early child development, and neglected tropical diseases, as well as uh, non-communicable diseases. These have all received more prominence since and will hopefully do so even more in the future. So essentially the, the supplement looks at all these areas. We've been very fortunate to get a number of extremely high-profile authors to write. Mickey Chopra, head of health at UNICEF, Liz Mason, head of child and adolescent health at the WHO, have contributed to an introductory piece. This is followed by some theme-specific progress reports on poverty by Matt Smallquist in Uppsala, education, particularly female education, by an academic group led by Jose Martin in Granada, the Gates Group, led by Gary Darmstadt, looking at newborn priorities, malnutrition, a great paper from Rafael Arambu in Nigeria, then look at the Global Action Plan for Prevention of Pneumonia and Diarrhea by Shamin Kazi and colleagues from the WHO, Inequities in Child Injury, Mortality, with McCann at, at the Aga Khan University in Karachi, the Global Alliance for Vaccines by Flavio Bistreo and WHO colleagues, Essential Medicines for Children by Kalo Hopu in Helsinki and colleagues, Adolescent Health by Joshua Vogel in Brazil, HIV and Millennium Development Goals, of course, by Andy Prendergast and colleagues, Malaria by Stephen Owens. And then on extra stratum I particularly wanted to incorporate was that of regional updates. So we have a summary of progress from each of the global regions, including the US and Europe, neither are without problems themselves. So we have a summary from each area, looking at progress and what the future holds. The supplement ends with a great piece by Jennifer Rocchetto and Zulfi Butter, looking at the next stage, which is the Sustainable Development Goals, the post-2015 agenda. This is a very erudite piece looking at what needs to be done better and areas in which the focus needs to be redirected. I think and I hope you'll find it a good read. It's not one you're going to be able to finish in one go, but it'll take some assimilation. This is an important piece of work and demonstrates again how serious ADC is about global health. We're going to be launching the supplements with a special event towards the end of this month. As part of the launch, we'll be interviewing several of the main authors who will be speaking at the event. The videos of these interviews will be released online and they'll undoubtedly add to the pieces that the authors have already contributed. Thank you.